If you like sports talk with absolutely no sports talk, welcome to the Just Not Sports podcast. This is the show where a couple guys who work in sports talk to the people who play and cover sports about anything they like, just not sports. On today's show, a musical spectacular. We will start with former New York Giants running back David Wilson, who after leaving the NFL following a freak injury is finding new purpose with a career in music. Then we will review one of the most bonkers local car commercials ever made, which not only features some of the most uh, surprising collection of athletes we've ever seen thrown together in a commercial, but also includes a song that's destined to become the most played track on my iTunes by this time next week. I'm your co-host, Brad Burke, I am a sports marketer in Chicago. Joining me in studio this week, a leading sports media strategist who has worked for the University of Colorado, the Green Bay Packers, and many top global sports brands. It's Adam Wollard. Hi, Adam. Hey. Do you like it when I pronounce your name like that? Uh, No. Although there's a family debate, Wollard. Versus Woolard. Uh, can I be a really insensitive friend? Yeah. Which is it? <laughs> Very, funny. Very funny. Very funny. Episode 58, ladies saying, and gentlemen. Have I been saying it all wrong this entire time? Uh, my, my, my father's father was a Woolard, but even some of his uh, siblings were Woolards. So I say Woolard, right? I say Woolard. Yeah. Woolard's the way to go. Okay. Yeah. Plus, it sounds more French. My girlfriend's French. Voulard. Voulard. Could we call you Adam Voulard? Yeah. Remember Lauren Rollins, who we used to work with? She used to call me Voulard. Ashley Janaskal as well. Shout out Low Rider, What's Lauren up? Rollins. Hey, uh, Gina. <laughs> all right. No more shout outs to uh, work uh, colleagues from yesteryear. Also, with us in Brooklyn, New York, live via satellite. It is our seven-time Emmy-winning sports producer, Gareth Hughes. Gareth, how do you pronounce your name? Actually, Gareth, real quick, tell us every tell everyone where is your name based or from? Uh, yeah, my name is Welsh in origin. Uh, Gareth means a good man, a gentleman. Um, That's appropriate. Benign, as I also heard it put once. Uh, I am named for a distant relative of mine. I've met him. He is, uh, his name's Gareth Lewis. He is a Welsh language soap opera star. He was on the world's only Welsh language uh, soap opera, Pubulacom, which stands for People of the Valley, for around 30 years as an actor. He played the role of Mike Pierce and a writer. Damn. So Gareth also was Yeah, Gareth, all I wanted to know was the King Arthur story, man. Yeah, Sir Gareth was also. We give you as PR guys. We give you a little message training. PR guys. Yeah, yeah. That's just answer the goddamn question. (laughs) Uh, Sir Gareth was king, the knight of the kitchen in the King Arthur legend, and he had a pivotal role wherein his 
loyalty is what ended up tearing the round table asunder. He was Sir Gawain's brother, but it was Sir Lancelot who made him a knight. So Sir Gareth swore his allegiance to Lancelot, not his brother. And later, as they got in a fight, Gareth went with Lancelot, and that is what tore the entire round table apart. Whoa. An enduring story that just never seems to end. <laughs> I've got more if you'd like me to continue. Please, let's move on. Also in the room, his name, also named after Knight of the Round Table, Mr. Joe Reed. Sir Joe? Sir Joe was the ultimate yep. cook of the kitchen. Yeah, I was the, the, the sous chef back then. It was awesome. <laughs> the sous chef. I love it. Uh, I don't have a fancy question for you, Joe. We're That's okay. Right it. It's all good. I don't need one. Busy show this week. Busy month. You know, we're coming up, uh, you know, in the, we're hit, we, we are in the thick of the holiday season, you guys. I know people are probably listening to us getting an early jump on the Christmas shopping or dealing with family, pretending you don't have your headphones in. So we're here for you. Just not sports. Always here for you. People and, are probably listening to us on airplanes. A lot of travel. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you, yeah. John, on an American Airlines flight. <laughs> I love yeah, that. We're pretty, talking to you. Ben. Pretty good. Pretty good odds. Hey, Ben, I don't think they take cash on this flight for drinks. Good luck, dude. <laughs> hey, Jim, I know you cheated on your wife last night. <laughs> I have the pictures. Creepy. <laughs> All right. Right now, let's go to talk about our next batch of guests. On this show, we don't just invite people on behind the scenes. We slam the hammer on them, calling them out publicly to talk about something they've expressed an interest in. Gareth, who do you want to slam the hammer to? Given that it's December, uh, it's time of year for one of my favorite annual sports events, and that is the Army-Navy game. I have had the privilege of working on the Army-Navy game for a number of years. Um, I've been to Final Fours. I've been to Super Bowls, opening days or whatever. I would tell you now, if you want to see a cool, unique sporting event, go to the Army-Navy game. Uh, The vibe is just incredible. Go early so you can see the march on, the pageantry, etc. Anyway, the Army-Navy game, it's this time of year. It's just a special day. So I would like to slam the hammer to former Navy quarterback. And I'm more of an Army guy, but former Navy quarterback went 4-0 in his Army-Navy games and is now uh, hooked on with the Baltimore Ravens, Keenan Reynolds. Come on the show and talk to us about life in the Navy and how you're balancing that with trying to be a professional athlete. Cool. Very good. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> my hammer guys, real quick. Chad Ochocinco said on Twitter he's starting a YouTube channel. Let's talk Let's about that. Yeah, talk about that. <laughs> also, maybe based on the success or lack thereof of the T. Ocho show, might have some tips for for, oh. for the reboot. Here. Are you trying Ooh. to be a producer? I don't, I don't see why. I mean, not. there's opportunity for a partnership here. Why don't we should we should link up with huh. T. Ocho Cinco, combined what, forces, business minded Joe. What if you came in for the next taping and Chad Johnson was here, and I just said he's he's in. Like I went <laughs> I went rogue and Chad joined the show. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Crazier at all. things that, have happened in the past few volumes yeah. of you. <laughs> all right, those are our hammers. If you got someone you want to talk to, email us justnotsports at gmail.com. or man, just reach out to the people on social and tell them to come on our show and talk to us. And with that, time to get on with the show. We're going to take a quick break. 
When we come back, an interview, a revealing interview with David Wilson, who played for the New York Giants, had a breakout rookie season in 2012, has since left the NFL due to a very serious injury in his neck, but who has remained upbeat and is now, you know, charting a whole new career in music and specifically uh, gospel and religious themed hip hop. It's kind of a cool, different take on the music industry. I definitely recommend that you, you, you take a listen to. Then, I mean, stick around for the discussion. Adam suggested we review this car commercial <laughs> that has a crazy collection of athletes and a, just a bonkers, wild song that is, uh, again, destined to be playing all throughout the holiday season on my, <laughs> on my iPod. Uh, stick around. You won't want to miss that discussion. We will be back after this. This NFL season has belonged to the rookies. So many first-year players are having breakout seasons all across the league, and it reminded us of another athlete who recently took the NFL by storm in his first season, David Wilson of the New York Giants. Back in 2012, David had a all-pro caliber season as the running back for the Giants, and, and he was known not just for his great play on the field, but also his flamboyant backflips in the end zone after touchdowns. Um, Unfortunately, the next year, David had a neck injury, and it marked the end of his NFL ambitions. But recently, we caught up with David online and saw that he had posted his first song. Uh, we were intrigued. We clicked through, and we really liked what we heard. Here, take a listen. First off, welcome to the movement. Second off, take the ride for the amusement. Third time's the charm. I'm still improving. No, no way I'm ever losing. Ready for work. I'm suited and booted. I get fresh way too quick. Sunday service, front rows of the pews. My God don't snooze. The devil gon' lose. Wake up the truth. Pray for the youth. What you gon' do when he come for you? You either win or you lose. Ain't that the truth? So now David is finding new purpose away from football with music. And we thought it'd be great to talk to him about the excitement he feels about this new career path, the challenges that athletes face when they're first starting their musical career, and just what it's like to have to reboot after a promising football career ends and find new purpose in life beyond sports. So, David, thank you for joining the show. I want to start with this. Your signature move was the backflip in the end zone. Please tell me, when this music thing gets off the ground and it's going super hot, the backflip on stage is going to be something we can see at every concert. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I definitely like want to get into like you know when I perform, I want to, I want to really get into a performance and see people have a good time because you know that's what I, that's what I you know like to do is I like to enjoy myself with whatever I'm doing. Like you know, even when I, even when I was playing football or whatever I was doing, I was always trying to have a good time. And that's all I want to do in my whole life is just enjoy it, enjoy everything and make other people happy and inspire them. So yeah. I definitely, definitely can't wait to perform. Yeah. And bust the backflip. When did you, when did you decide that um, music was something that you were going to pursue? How long have you been, how long have you been dabbling in this behind the scenes? Uh, Probably about two years. Okay. But I was just like, you know, it started off, I just bought a microphone, and then I had a laptop, and I had a garage band, and I was like, you know, kind of like making a little song, 
And then, like, I was like, listen to him in my car while I'm driving. Because that's the main time I like to get to listen to music, you know, it's like driving. That's sometimes I go out and drive, just listen to music. Uh, and I listen to all genres of music. But anyway, uh, driving around, and that this song sounding good. And I'm like, man, I, I like them, but I wasn't like completely sold on them. So I really didn't push anything. And but I was rapping. I wasn't always doing like gospel rap. I was doing other rap, like just regular, like trap rap mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I was like, this ain't really what inspires me. I'm making it, but it ain't really what inspired me. So I didn't really want to push it. Mm-hmm. And I just like listened to it for myself, you know, just to be like, oh man, I made it. A cool song. I did the same thing, you know, kind of stuff that I like to listen to. And I made it. And uh, I wanted to talk about something. I made one song that was Sunday Service. That was the first song I ever made like this with gospel rap. And after I made it, I felt so good. I felt so good about it. And I was proud about it. And I think I was most proud about it because, you know, I was you know, giving God the glory. And I was also doing something, doing something that I love, that I eventually love because I wouldn't be doing it over a year. You don't do something that long that you don't like you have interest in, that you're not getting paid for. Yep. And uh, you know, I just kept, I just, and I, I finally made something that I was like really proud of. And I let my mom hear, it, and I let my, you know, some of my friends hear. It. And like some of, like when I let my mom hear, it, you know, that's the kind of music she listens to. You know, music, you know, giving God the glory. Or like, you know, she listens to other music too, but, I, you know, she enjoys our gospel music as well. And when she heard it, her reaction, like, it was just like, like her eyes like kind of watered up and she was like turned up. She was like, man, I really like this. This is good. This is good. My dad like kind of just walked. <laughs> he walked away. It was like, that's it. <laughs> but he walked away he had like Ben walked away like it was like maybe like 30 seconds into the song and he just walked off and was like that's a hit and I was like wait come back it's more <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I wanna talk to you a lot more about um, the infusion infusion of gospel and um, you know religious themes into your music I, first I have to ask you this when you're listening to your own music in the car, you ever get self-conscious someone's going to walk by and hear you and be like, come on, man, you're listening to your own stuff? No, nah, that's what I make it for. <laughs> that's how I start making it. <laughs> I make it so I can hear it. And that's, that's, uh, that's the only way I'll put it out if I like it. So, and uh, yeah, but, but nobody, I'm not to that point where nobody even knows me. Right. <laughs> yeah, when you're, when you're when you're new to the game, <laughs> it, they don't know. Yeah, but what what they I see their reactions. Some people like get pulled up beside me and they nod their head. Right. And they nod their head, and I'm like, I'll be like, that's me, that's me. They don't even know it. So Sunday service, you put it up on um, SoundCloud. You were tweeting about it this week. Um, how much of that are you doing? I, I, clearly, you're performing, um, you know, the, the rap on it, but are you singing in the background, and did you produce the whole thing yourself, or do you, are you working with, with the small team here? No, all that, anything that's on the track is me. Man, that's great. Where where'd you get the guitar riff in the background? I, I love that. It's, it's, it, it's, it's really interesting and unique and kind of jumps out at you when you... Oh, well... Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's a beat I found online. When I heard it, 
I just wanted to rap on it. How much music do you like? I guess what's next? How much music have you banked right now? Um, and then what are your plans in terms of putting together an album or um, you know trying to either link up with a label or just release it yourself? I'm kind of just going with the flow, you know, you know. I, but I do want it to you know be heard. And like I said, I want to be able to perform it. And, you know, uh, you got to just get it out so people want to come see it because that's the only way you can have to perform it. <laughs> if people, <laughs> that's right. If people are there to see it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm just right now I'm just like going with the flow and however I can think of, you know, think of different ways to get the word out or, you know, get other people to hear it because everyone that's hearing it, I'm just getting positive feedback. You know, even after I tweet it, you know, Twitter is vulnerable, you know? Yeah. And, you know, anybody, everybody got a voice, kind of. And, you know, uh, you know, they people to take time to listen to it and they give me positive feedback. And that's all I've been getting is positive feedback about the song. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate the people that, like, I'm not known for music. It's just something that I'm creating that I want to share. And people like want to hear it and listen to it. And I've been looking at my SoundCloud and it's like, I released it in a day and it's already like almost a thousand people that listen to the song. You mentioned putting yeah. it on Twitter as vulnerable, man. I mean, I totally agree that nothing is more, um, there's no place on earth that's more brutal than the Twitter, Twitterverse when people don't like something you're doing. So how nervous were you to put this out there? Especially because it, you know, it, it's not like you, this is totally new. I mean, and like you said, it's not like, um, you know, you've been doing this for five or six years and, and dabbling at it here and there. Uh, so people expected it, it was, it, it kind of came out of the blue. So how nervous were you to go ahead and pull that trigger and, and, and let, let the world react to, to your creativity? I want nervous in the sense of would they like it or would they, would they, uh, would they like it? Mm -hmm. It was, it was more so in the sense of, because I, cause I created it, and when I put it out, I, it's because I like it. Yeah. And if you like it, I enjoy it. Like, thank you for that. And, like, you, like, I want it. I want people to enjoy it. That's, that's the only reason. But I'm the only one that's there making it. So it's a standard. It's only my standard of opinion. And nobody really will change their opinion about that. Like, if they don't like it, I'm going to be like, well, I still like it. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, <laughs> But at the same time, I was nervous that people would even want to listen to it. Yep. I mean, and, and and take the time to listen to it, you know. Yeah, and and look, you're new as you're as you're getting into this. It's like it's, it's like you could probably relate with your podcast. Like when you're doing this channel, you know, you want you, you eventually want like a lot, like large audience, like big large audience listening to you and, and doing this because this is dope. This is the way you create. The first time we put out our podcast, I was nervous as hell. And I was like, I was like, no one's going to be harder on it than my friends who can be total jerks when they, when they don't like something I'm doing, but they were cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was dope. And now it's picking up, you know? Yeah. A lot of people listen to it. Well, let me ask you this as a newer artist, how cognizant are you of developing a signature sound? Like, you know, or are you still in a very experimental phase where you're willing to try a lot of different types of 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 musical genres and experiment in a lot of different forms? Uh, 
you know, it, in the form, it don't matter. But uh, you know, when I when it comes to me making my lyrics, it's gonna be you know inspirational. And when I come to doing my sound, you know, just whatever I feel, whatever I, whatever I feel like I want to do, the sound good. But at the same time, you want it's kind of like I use the example of like a Big Mac or another artist, like a Big Mac, because like he goes to McDonald's, you expect to get a Big Mac. If you open the box, there's a Whopper. You're gonna be like, man, this is not a Big Mac. I came in because I want a Big Mac. It needs to be this. It needs to be the same as the last time I wanted a Big Mac. Right. So, it, but if you listen to like, uh, you know, Kanye West, or you listen to Kirk Franklin, or you listen to, you know, Patti LaBelle. When you go to listen to her, you're going to want to hear what you heard. Like, there's something similar of that sound. Which, like, when she sings, like, Beyonce, she sings, you can just think her voice, like, that's Beyonce singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you do, the, you do, it just comes natural, kind of. You just have a sound. And then uh, you kind of make it more unique. And that's when you get creative with it. And I think I, you know, did a pretty good job on the projects that I've created. And I got a, a bunch more I want to release. Uh, but I'm just not going to throw them at everybody at once. I just wanted to see how they react to one of my songs. Yeah. First. Yeah. Who do you consider your musical influences? Like, what what artists do you think have had the most impact as you've, you know, gotten gotten into the game here? Michael Jackson. Oh really? And early, early Michael Jackson, like mid mid eighties Michael Jackson. What era do you think is most all love to you? All of it. And all of it, even dangerous man. All of it. Even like remember the time, all of Michael it. Jackson. All of it, all the way through <laughs> every song, every song. A couple like the end album. I still listen to them, but they not like you know like when you listen to Michael Jackson. Like I said, you want to hear a certain sound. So. Right. I attract more to those songs that give me that. And James Brown. Mm. And uh, it's just when they do it, it's just like, when you hear a song, if you feel it, if you feel like the person believes it, that's what makes a good song. Yep. And then when I, so when I do my choruses on my songs, that's something I really believe. I'm saying something I really believe, so I need to make that come through. You know, I really believe what I'm saying, and that's what made Michael Jackson songs, you know, so good. Because when he's doing all those ad libs, he's like really into it. You got to believe him. And like even if you think about like rappers, you know, some rappers they don't do what they say they rap about, quote unquote. You know, people say that it's like you don't even do that stuff you rap about, but they're performing it, and they made me believe it. So it's still kind of you know cool. Now, yeah. Now you talked earlier about the the type of music that speaks to you most right now is music that is talking about your faith. Now that's a big leap to make. I've covered entertainment in a lot of different forms over the years, and and there, you know, artists who are overtly Christian can get put into a box by the industry. Um, you know, and and Kanye's talked a lot about it in songs like Jesus Walks, where he says, you know, his record labels were telling him, don't talk about God. So have you at all been concerned that going this route is going to limit the options for you? Or did you just feel like, as you said before, this, this is what really speaks to you 
and 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 why make it if it doesn't have an emotional resonance uh, for yourself personally? Yeah. So if I was with a record label, oh, I mean, I'm not even like there yet. This is like, I mean, cool that we talk about it, but it, it's just like down the road, you know, that'd be a blessing. Mm-hmm. But right now, I just, I just make it to share with people and I just want, want them to enjoy it. But if I was with somebody that was creating my music and they was like, no, I don't want to record your music or play your music because you're talking about God. Well, God is with me everywhere I go, so I shouldn't be here either. Mm-hmm. You know, I forget how young you are. Um, you know, I mean, it, those of you who remember <laughs> your career, um, you know, certainly you were, you were big breakout with the Giants um, in your rookie season. Uh, unfortunately, you had a, a, you know, a, an injury that, that forced you to leave the NFL at a very young age. So you're only, I think, 25. We talk a lot. On yes, our show. Yeah, we, we talk a lot on our show about um, athletes sort of mental health and and finding a purpose beyond the sport that they play. So I'm, I'm curious to hear from you at such an early age um, when it became clear that you were going to need to leave the league. Did you was it a difficult process to try to think about what was next? I mean, I've seen your press conference retirement video and I was amazed at how poised you were. Um, especially being so young and you were just so positive and upbeat and you say, look, I lived my dream. I played in the NFL. But, but when you think about those next steps to get to a place like where you are now, where you are doing music or things like that, was it a challenge to think about life after football? Yeah, because it was, it's like, you know, I always want to take advantage of every day. Like I said, I want the next day to be better than the other. And you can only do that by creating. Mm-hmm. Like when I was playing football, that was a form of creation because, like, I created joy for people. I created a sport, a play, an actual, like, you know, touchdown or whatever it was. That's, I look at that's creating. And, you know, when, but I had worked so long for that and so hard for that. And now it was like, okay, now I got to get back down. And my dad always told me, he always told me, he said, make sure you learn everything you can. And he was like, and also remember, you can always learn something from anybody. Hmm. So, I love what you said about football being creation. I've never heard it put like that, but you're absolutely right. Like, as an athlete, it is a form of creative expression, and so yeah, I I, I think that's really interesting that you that you think about it like that, and and I, I imagine that if you were that analytical about. What, what it is about football be, that, that inspires you beyond just, I play to make money yeah. and score touchdowns. If you were thinking about it as a creative function, then it makes more sense that you were able to say, okay, now what else can I go create that would fill that void? That's why I was always so passionate about it. I have a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. Anything I'm doing, it, anything I'm doing, I'm doing it because I really like it. I'm not doing it for something else, no other reason. Yeah. I have to really like something. That's why I didn't like, you know, just, you know, settle for a job at a McDonald's or something. I want to do something, you know, I really like. So I work hard for that. And then I had to, when I had to, you know, drop out of it. You know, that's why you see sometimes I do a speech or I'm doing something or I make a mistake and I'm like, you can see that I'm passionate about it. And when I run the ball and I run through a guy or I run past and I can just take off and he's like, that's how he plays. And if you can like kind of almost like judge, like if meeting Ray Lewis, you expect to meet like, you can kind of expect the personality he has just by how he plays. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you meet them and the personality matched up, sometimes that's when sometimes people meet people and they be like, I expected them to be like that. Or sometimes you meet somebody and you be like, wow, I didn't expect them to be like that at all. And it's because you had already had a personality from their, from their creation. Mm-hmm. So, okay, to wrap up, speaking of creation, you're getting into the music stuff here. The first, the first song, well-received. What's next? What's your what's your immediate timetable? And and if I said to you, you know, right now you can do whatever you want with this. What what would you say are your immediate goals? With the music, yeah. Immediate goals is just to you know be able to perform it within the you know and uh, put out my whole album, put out my whole album, perform it, make a music video. Uh, within the next couple months or so. Music video, man. And, uh, I hope you got something hot planned. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just going to be creative. <laughs> so it's gonna be, I got to make it hot. That's the only way I'd like it. I want to see you playing back at, at Giant Stadium, you know, headlining a concert there in like five years. That's my goal for you. That'd be dope. That'd be dope to be able to perform there again. Ah, oh, that'd be great. Jay Z <laughs> Jay Z can open for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be ready to open for him. <laughs> well, David, we, we can't thank you enough for joining the show and talking about the music. I want to encourage all of our listeners to follow you on Twitter at four still running. Um you're on Instagram. You you've got your SoundCloud. Um and and just, you know, best of luck with the music. We love seeing athletes. Uh, getting into other forms of creativity and uh, and you know love the exuberance and passion you have for it and and we're, we're rooting for you. Thank you, I appreciate the support. So each week little behind-the-scenes peek at the Just Not Sports Press is we trade emails on what to talk about on the show. And uh, one day last week, Adam sends an email to the group and says, uh, hey, check out this link. I, uh, I want to talk about this. So I clicked on it, and I saw a series of athletes, a series of athletes in cars, rapping to music, rapping to this Joe. At Eastern Motors, your job's your credit. <laughs> Fords, Hondas, Chevys, Beamers, and minivans. Over 600 trucks, cars, SUVs. Are you listening, man? At Eastern Motors, get you in a car today. At Eastern Motors, finance it all the way. <laughs> Very good, Adam. All right, uh, that's one of the most inexplicable local commercials ever, featuring Washington sports stars like Clinton Portis, LeVar Arrington, Lavernius Coles, and a special cameo we're going to talk about in a second. Adam, I'm confused. Why, <laughs> why did you send this to us, and why are we talking about this? Um, I don't remember how I first saw this, but I do remember 
Uh, I'm I going to talk about a couple. Every second of the day, since it burns its way onto your memory like the fucking ring VHS. So, uh, <laughs> when I was right after my intern year um, with the Packers, so Green Bay off seasons are slow. And I remember <laughs> someone discovered this on YouTube, uh, former colleague what Dave, Dave Lawrence. Uh, it's I don't be early 2000s. I'm going to say 2000. Two, four. Real? Okay. Wait, you might be right. It might be earlier, but I know I discovered it. it came into my life, uh, like Jesus in two thousand four, really two thousand five, when the off season started. And myself, Dave Lawrence, and Todd Fabus, um, we listened to this on a loop for days. We would just <laughs> randomly play it in the cubicles. Or just put it on repeat, which is why I know every word today and every frame of the original commercial. Download this on like LimeWire. This, uh, I think it was was. I don't even think YouTube YouTube was was around, right? YouTube started in oh, I think it went like public in like oh six. Really? Yeah, because they just did their. They just had their ten year like earlier this year. I I was a reporter at the newspaper when someone said, "There's this thing called YouTube where you can watch TV from recently." This concerns me because I, in my head, I watch this on YouTube, but where else would I have seen it? I mean, probably like I mean the Kennedy Honors for culture. (laughs) (laughs) But really, TV were there blogs then? Oh yeah, there was other stuff. Maybe so it was embedded into a blog somewhere. Yeah, some and Eastern Motors. You can get your jobs, your credit. Ford, Hondas, Chevys, Beamers, and minivans. There's a lot to unpack here. So, <laughs> is there? Oh yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's start with Clinton Portis. First of all, rare Clinton Portis sighting pre dress up. Yeah, he used to get real flamboyant with his outfits, and this is just Clinton Portis young. Bouncing around in a car. Bou- the, the, bouncing. By the way, He's this is like this is kid. one of those. If you haven't seen this, press pause now. This is one of those where, sure, we talk about athlete movies and athlete songs, and maybe you're just listening for the entertainment value. In order to really get engaged in this, just type in original. Go to YouTube. Type in original Eastern Motors commercial. And watch it, and then resume. We, Ready? we can actually wait the twenty-five seconds it takes to watch this. Well, but that's yeah. also what I like. What I also love about this is they're not rapping. You know, this is just. I think every athlete in the greater DC are they, or are they just lip syncing? They are lip syncing, Brad. Yeah, but no one laid down the track. Like no one was on that track. No. This is I think someone from Eastern Motors a bad is lo- rapping. Local jingle. No, no a great yeah. local jingle, depending on how you look at it. Oh, wait, what? I mean, I thought. No, the players are not rapping. I know, but when you say it's bad local jingle, I can't tell if you mean this is beneath them. I'm pretty sure Clinton Portis could have written this. He could have, but I'm pretty sure Clinton Portis might have written this in the car ride over to the. I seat. think you're thinking too. This is, here's what happened. These guys. Tell us. So there's nine locations of Eastern Motors in the D.C. <laughs> area. These guys, as many players do, do you know showed that? up. How do you know that? It's in the, it's in the spot, man. <laughs> <laughs> so at least at the time of this, there were nine. This franchise, the, the uh, dealership still uh, 
exists mainly because of clearly because of their subprime loans they're offering. Um, but this exists because these guys were duped into appearing in this video. They showed up for an appearance at the car dealership, typically an autograph signing. Lots of car dealerships do this. And while they were there, they're like, by the way, we're shooting an ongoing commercial. We would like, while you're here in the lot, we'll throw you an extra thousand dollars. Nah, $250. If you sit in the car and mouth these words, well, all right, man, I'm here anyways. You just paid me five grand for autograph signing. I'll do this thing you ask. That's how this came about. Do you know that for a fact? No, no. I in my head I thought maybe Clinton and Lavar got in the studio and just jammed this out, and that's how this happened. No, man, you're giving way too you're much. You're saying credit they went and commercial. pitched Eastern Motors like, "Look, we got we got just what you need." <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> what if they went in and like New Biz pitched them with like a briefcase and suits? Yes, we have a proposition for you. Yeah, that's a, I like that. What if I told you I could deliver a commercial? That would mm. both combine your clientele's love of music with their love of sports. <laughs> Introducing. And high quality hit automobiles. Hit the tape. <laughs> I, I like what you did here with the word caravan, but I think we should just go generally minivan. <laughs> um, <laughs> first of all, Clinton Portis bouncing recklessly in that driver's seat. Yeah. So he's sitting in a parked car. And he's just like bouncing up and down the way that you're, you would imagine your toddler would if they got in the car and kind of locked you out playfully. And they're just like super excited <laughs> that you're pissed off. That's how Clinton Portis looks in that driver's mm-hmm. seat. It's amazing. LeVar looks more like LeVar Arrington in a commercial that you would expect from him. But can we talk about the million dollar cameo? Adam, what is happening with? Carmelo Anthony in this video. Carmelo Anthony. That's why you could tell this was a. You're right. It has gotcha. to post post 03 because he had to be had to have been out of the NCAA. Yep. Wink. Right. Baltimore right. resident. Okay. Or he, native. He's from, he's from Baltimore. Uh huh. He's born in New York in Red Hook and then, uh, but grew up in Baltimore. Uh huh. So somehow got duped into this local commercial. And they were like, hey, Carmelo, what are your thoughts about being in this? And he looks so pissed. (laughs) He looks looks so pissed or just so disengaged. And first of all, he's like super skinny, which is throwing me way off. You know, like he's just totally I always felt I'm not saying Carmelo is not fit. Carmelo has more of that sort of smooth exterior versus chiseled. He's doughy. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, he's... That's he cool, looks, man. He looks doughy. I'm sure he's not. He's yeah, an NBA player. exactly. TV, camera adds 10 pounds, and I do believe that. I'm sure he looks... I'm sure he's in great shape. But he looks so tiny and rail thin. He's also wearing what? a quadruple 4X white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he is He is not, not dressed as though he knew he was going to be in this. No. Except... This is something you guys don't know. I discovered later there are more versions of this commercial. What? There's another version specifically what? of this commercial because the first two seconds 
for whatever reason, got cut off in the original one that I saw. And later when I went back to look, the very beginning of this commercial, Brendan Haywood makes an appearance. Oh, yeah. And Carmelo, though he looks pissed in the frame we saw, makes a air drumming motion to start the commercial. Ooh. A, I repeat, with my hands, an air drumming motion. Can you please motion. find this clip and deliver it to oh, us? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to put both versions up just so you can we see get that what I originally saw. And then when I was, and it changed my mind about how pissed Carmelo was because they were like, how about a little air drum? And he was like, I'm cool with it. He, I mean, that frame that he's in, though, where he looks mad, he is more gangster in that than he was in his appearance in No Snitching. <laughs> I just want to. I just want. You guys know no snitching, right? Uh, I just, I just live the no snitching. Gareth, are you familiar with the fine street street documentary No Snitching that Carmelo got in trouble for? No, I thought it was stop snitching. Yeah, because it was a stop sign with snitching underneath. Oh, stop stop snitching was like the movement of don't. don't I did grow up in the suburbs. Gareth's more more hood than I am. Stop. Yeah, I'm I'm down with the streets, man. I used to always say it to Kelly, my wife. I would say. Um, really, the most you know, the most important thing I live my life with is no snitching, <laughs> no snitching. Or anytime I I she'd catch me like sneaking Halloween candy at my daughter's bed, no snitching, <laughs> no snitching. You, know, you can't snitch. Well, we've drained this one. Not guys. not what that. <laughs> yeah, we might cut, we might cut some of that. <laughs> uh, we've got every drop we real, can. Real quick on real quick on this to close it out. Um. It's a great commercial. It I'm is. glad I've seen it. I'm, I think no, we're all better for having seen it. Yes. I think Clinton Portis in the car is probably the number. If we were to power rank, let's power rank the athletes real quick. Carmelo won, right? <laughs> With the bullet. One. Stop stitching. <laughs> Two, Portis, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's uh, bouncing no, I'm aggressively. LeVar? LeVar Arrington is up there. Yeah. I would put Portis, too. All right. Hey, look. If we're ranking this on who is more excited to be here, Portis. <laughs> okay. True. LeVar Arrington, I know. I suspect he did. He just pulled up, and they were like, hey, do you want to be in this video? And he's like, just shoot me in the car, man. Yeah, I ain't <laughs> getting out. Engine's running. Oh, yeah. am, I, am I? do you need me to speak, or am I lip syncing? Lip syncing. Keep the engine on. Can you do the whole thing? No, I'll do I'll do Ford and Chevy. That's all you get. <laughs> Actually, if you if you if you look closely, uh, Lavar is not rapping to the song. He's rapping to uh, "I Got a Man" by Positive K. <laughs> <laughs> He's rapping to "Thong Song" by Cisco. It was super hot back then. Well, that wasn't really a rap. More like our hip hop influence R and B. But I understand what you're saying. The thong song. Yeah, that's not rap. I would consider it um, shitbag influenced R and B. Actually, I interviewed the, the thong guys song who wrote that song once in Peoria. That the thong song is Sugar Ray for black people who are afraid of white people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, we we will take a break. We'll be right back with our distractions. Mm-hmm. 
And we are back. When people in the sports world get distracted by stuff, certain of you, you know who you are, troll them. We celebrate them. That's why every week we tell you what's distracting us. Gareth, lead us off. Uh, Yeah, my distraction this week, a constant one, but it's something I have been finding much zen relaxation in, crossword puzzles. Have I done this one before? This does not sound familiar, but no, I'm right with you. Great. <clears throat> I've been trying really to keep better notes talk, because so. my distraction last week was writing stuff down. Uh, crossword puzzles are a beautiful distraction. Um, even if you don't want to subscribe to a newspaper, you can subscribe to the crossword puzzle most times. I am a strict New York Times doer. In the last year, I finally solved my first Saturday puzzles with no help from the internet or anything like that. Mm. But I do enjoy the Sunday for the most part, just because it's a little bigger and takes some time. And I can just sit around with coffee all day on the weekends while my son takes a nap and do some crossword puzzle. It is the great vestige of my relationship, uh, a college relationship where it's the best thing I got out of that relationship was a love of crossword puzzles. And I recommend it to all of our listeners. Beautiful. Awesome. Good one. Adam. Uh, who's nothing special really, but uh I've rediscovered the love for my crock pot. Uh and I made an excellent seafood gumbo. Ooh. Um which involves shrimp, but I've added something that I was experimenting with. I added catfish. I was gonna say gumbo. I was gonna say peanut butter. No. Huh. That's uh, you really why peanut butter? I just fucking with you. Oh yeah, so I had a catfish to my uh my dad's gumbo recipe, and uh, it's quite good. I've made it two weeks in a row and frozen it, so I would say that's a distraction. You're uh you're a make it in a big batch and freeze it and bust it out for lunch. Yeah, and then most days. Uh, I don't feel like eating this for lunch. I'm gonna go buy lunch, guy. Ah, uh, but I will eat for dinner. I'm I'm right there with you. I have I've had chili every day this week. Ugh. It's good. Oof. Nice. Time to evacuate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> more more than one sense of the word. Um, have you guys seen any of Planet Earth Two? No. Uh, Just that the, piece that went viral. Yeah. That went, uh, yeah. So. That's all I've seen, but it's amazing. It is really amazing. Planet Earth One was bonkers, and uh, and some of the stuff that they've shot for this new season is is just unreal. So everyone should go watch it. So it's like a, a little like kind of kimono dragon, like trying to escape a snake, and then as it tears off running, like a snake pit, then an entire yeah, like snake all the snakes It looks it's like, like a, it a looks like it's, it's like choreographed. It looks like yeah. a, a scene out of a movie. He's going down the, this alleyway, and all of a sudden, it's just like thirty snakes. You know, it's wow. crazy. It's crazy, man. Check it out. Sounds right. like faces of death. Mad props to those cameramen and yeah. all those people who are out there. Crazy. Like I don't even know how they do yeah. that. Anyways. The patience is unbelievable. Yeah, seriously. So it's almost Christmas time. And I want to throw out there for everybody. Shout out to my mom, Bobby Burke, because every year in our house we had to watch White Christmas with Bing Crosby. The act, not the song. Song White Christmas debuted in the movie Holiday Inn. Interesting. There was a follow up movie called White Christmas that was 
made because the song was so big. And that's what we had to watch. So it's Bing Crosby, Danny Kay. Bing Rosemary, Crosby, Danny Kay. Yeah. My, Rosemary Clooney, my wife introduced George, me to it. George Clooney's aunt. Right? Yeah. Um, and some other lady. And that's it. I watched it. It's every a great year movie. It's, I wouldn't call it great. I actually think Holiday Inn is a superior. Is movie, this a recommendation or is it just a statement? It's more of an obligation. Statement. Uh, yeah, it's more okay. like. Like, look, distractions aren't go do them, listeners. That's just like this That's shit's true. been on my mind. Okay. I'm gonna have to watch this Fair at enough. some point. <laughs> and with that, we're done. Let's let's get to our shout outs. Anyone to shout out this week? Um, so as usual, I want to say shout out to uh my boy Uzi, Def Jeff, the legend, nice little Swanee, Meech, Ron Mack, and I remember this time. My other cousin, Ron. Love those guys. Thank you for all you do. Um, and in the immortal words of Shaquille O'Neal. Booty rappers. Booty rappers. Stay, stay booty. Stay booty. Booty. <laughs> <laughs>